This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're talking about the step-back culture that's taking place. There's no doubt that the pandemic has changed attitudes when it comes to work and the workplace. There's more focus on work-life balance, more focus on finding a position that brings more fulfillment and less stress. Is opting out something that you're considering? Before you step back, our guest today has advice to ensure you're financially prepared. She has more than a decade in financial services business, holds the Certified Financial Planner designation, the Chartered Investment Manager designation. She's a fellow of the Canadian Securities Institute, a published author and sought-after financial expert for many Canadian media outlets, a regular contributor to the Globe and Mail, and a recent recipient of the 2022 Five-Star Leading Women in Wealth Award by Wealth Professional Canada Magazine. She's also someone who volunteers her time in support of the financial needs of women and with Junior Achievement Canada, helping to grow the financial literacy skills of our youth. She's also the founder and president of Castlemark Wealth Management. Robin Thompson, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So, Robin, you have a very impressive resume. I just listed off a number of things that you're involved in, a number of designations that you've achieved. So before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you got started in the world of finance? Well, I think that everyone, when you start to start in one career, sometimes it branches off into other ones. I originally started on the broadcast side. So um, I was the producer and anchor of a personal finance show for quite some time that aired on Global. And from there, I really dove into the world of personal finance. I interviewed a lot of different experts on the show and talked about how to help Canadians become more financially literate and be able to give them some sound sort of strategies working with the different experts. And throughout my period in journalism, I really found that I wanted to provide strategic advice and not just report the news, but actually be someone who is a leader in the field. So I actually interviewed a couple of the different investment experts and portfolio managers that I used to interview on the various shows. And uh, I started in the financial services business and, and started my career over and took my licenses and designations on the evenings and on the weekends and eventually started with a company that I worked for for many years um, at the bottom and worked up to vice president and eventually stepped off and started my own business, Mark Wealth Management about 11 years ago. So I'm really in the business of providing strategic advice to Canadians, but it happened in a roundabout way as most careers often do, Nancy. Yeah, it's so true, right? Oftentimes you set out on a path and, and you find yourself somewhere else. The same is, is for me, Robin. So we're going to talk about the step back culture today. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we're definitely hearing more and more about these days. So for listeners who may not be familiar with this phrase, can you tell us what it's all about? Like, What is the phenomenon of the step back culture? Yeah, so it really is it two things come into play. It's the step back culture and perhaps the opt in culture. So it's really about stepping away from the conventional workforce and recalibrating. It's about looking at your work, looking at the work that you have been trained to do, and then trying to understand is this the work that I really want to be doing? Is this the work that gives me both purpose, provides contribution, and also brings me the income that I'm looking to uh, provide for my lifestyle? 
all my family, or maybe it's a decision around family and, and different decisions altogether. So it could be changing careers entirely. Often people are leaving careers behind and trying something completely new. Um, it could also be focusing on family life or taking a step back from work in general to pursue other interests. Um, it can take different forms. Maybe it's working two part-time jobs in fields you've always been interested in um, instead of one career. Uh, you know, that work for 25 years, retire with a gold watch and a gold-plated pension is often not the case for mo most people. And as we've gone through this period of pandemic and, and the way that work and life has changed, people are starting to look at their work and their life in a different way and making intentional decisions to step back and recalibrate. Yeah, it's so true. I've seen even in our business, right, we had a couple of partners make the decision to retire, right, earlier than they were anticipating as a result of just the way they were feeling after the pandemic, right, and wanted to spend more time with their family and, and really start retirement and enjoy uh, life. So I've seen it in our business, and certainly I've been hearing a lot about it. Uh, in different media outlets and, and in, in circles, right, that I, I live and work in. So seems that the setback culture could certainly be the new normal, right, as we're moving forward. In fact, one survey I read shows that the work-life balance is more important now to Canadians than salary. And prioritizing work-life balance is a top factor for remaining in their current workplace, as well as when exploring new opportunities. According to the survey, 15% of employed Canadians voluntarily transitioned to a new position, a new industry, or left the workforce altogether during and since the pandemic. And the expectation is that that percentage will continue to grow. So when asked why they decided to change their career path, working Canadians said changes in their personal lives at 33%, the need to limit workload and stress at 29%, and the desire for more flexible hours at 28%. So what's your response to the survey? Do these statistics surprise you at all? They don't. I, I believe that through the pandemic and as we've all witnessed it, both in our personal lives um, and, and, and our friends and family and the people around us, that we have changed. People have changed throughout the course of the pandemic. The world has changed. Um, and when we take a look at the last several years, we want to take a look and see, you know, who's in the driver's seat? Who's in the driver's seat? And are we in a car that's an outdated model that keeps people or keeps you stuck in unfulfilling jobs and careers? And that's really where we want to re-examine and people are re-examining what that looks like for them. People want to live. And while, mo and while money is important, the balance between work and life has never been something that's more important. And I think that what people see now is that from the life of going into the office, if that was, if that was how, how you worked in the past, you know, clocking in at nine, leaving at five, taking your hour lunch break, sort of, you know, living that Monday to Friday, can't wait for the bell you know on friday night to be able to go and live your live your life for two days and come back to work um people have seen that you can actually be productive working off-site not coming into an office every day not being sort of chained to the desk so to speak and that has really provided people the opportunity and the flexibility to be able to create a different dynamic in their life and often you know what we've seen during COVID is that some of this came out of necessity kids are kids are homeschooled people's jobs have shifted around a lot of people have lost work so the way that 
that people have worked has changed. And what we've seen is that it's not only productive in some cases, sometimes people are more productive working from their home environment and they are going into work. And they're cutting down long commute times, especially if you live in large city centers and you're commuting 45 minutes an hour each way, you've now regained perhaps an hour and a half or two hours of your life every single day. And they're just not willing to give that up. They're not willing to say, okay, well, my time is better spent here and I can be more productive and have a better life balance with my family and the things that I love to do. Yeah, it's so true. We hear so much about the phraseology now, self-care, right? It's something that, although I think many people were taking care of themselves pre-pandemic, maybe the, the phraseology and the like mindfulness about having that self-care and making the time for yourself um, has really come um come out more, I guess, since the pandemic. And we're certainly hearing more about those that are stepping back and opting out, as you've been saying. And it seems that more women are making this choice. So can you speak to that? When you look at women, I think that when you're, especially during the pandemic, we had a disproportionate amount of people that were impacted negatively by the pandemic were women. And in some cases, that's just based on, um, you know, that they do stay home and tend to be the primary um, sort of um, caregivers to the families. Um, especially when it relates to also taking care of aging parents. When you look at different sectors, which would be the service sector, travel, tourism, hospitality, a lot of those sectors were hurt particularly hard. Um, and when we look at women, one of the things that I've, that I've seen across my practice and I've seen sort of out there in the world, as you mentioned off the top, I tend to do quite a bit of media and, and have a lot of you know out external conversations around financial literacy, um, is that women are in a place where they feel that they want to take some agency with their life, that they no longer feel or that they are willing to accept that they can't do a job as well as a man, that they have the power and the ability to be able to step up and to be heard. And more than ever, we're seeing that push of, of, of women coming to the forefront and saying, wait a minute, no, no, this is a new way. This, this is a new time for us to show up. And we want to show up in a way that we've never shown up before. We want to show up in an unprecedented way and contribute and be rewarded for the contribution we make to society and to the world. We're here to close the glass ceiling. We're here to close the gender pay gap. And we are here to create a new world where women stand, rise and shine. Yeah, I love that. And it's important to know, Robin Wright, that this is not about burnout, right? This is not people saying, you know, I've been working too hard for too long. I'm burned out. I need to step back. This is actually making a conscious choice to do something, right? It's not uh, I have to do it. It's making a conscious choice that I want to do it. So let's talk about what's behind the choice that many of these women are making and the motivation for them choosing to opt out. Essentially, it's about looking and seeing something better for themselves on the horizon. Like you said, they're choosing it. And whether they've worked in positions for a long time or their entire careers to achieve certain levels of success, they're starting to look and redefine rather what their definition of success is. And success is not always, um, you know, come in a monetary form. Success can also come in the form of, I now have control of my calendar. I now have control over how I work, where I work, and how I show up in the world and what that contribution looks like. And 
I think that what's really important, as you mentioned, is that this is an intentional step back when it comes to burnout. And, and I think that a lot of people have gone through, um, you know, sort of different mental stages throughout the pandemic. And we talked about this a little bit earlier on, is that, you know, that that concept of self-care. I mean, people often hear that word self-care and they think, oh, you know, this is going to be about, you know, perhaps it's spa days or bubble baths or different things that provide calmness to yourself. But self-care is also the decision to be able to care for yourself and to be able to decide how that looks, whether that be meditation, whether that be manifestation, whether that be visualization. And when you get to a point in your work where you go through and you experience this lack of lack of coherence or growing realization that what you're doing right now is not working for you, and yes, we can go on for months or years, but at some point, a crisis will force you into action. This could be a health scare, it could be a death, it could be a moment at work that acts as the final straw. Um, so it's really about understanding that if you continue to stay in a position that you are unhappy with, a few things will come from this from a financial perspective. Number one is that you will feel exhausted because you are continually trying to be in a place that you are not fulfilled. Um, you will not see large increases in your salary likely or large increases in your bonuses because what's happening here is that you're just towing the line. You're just continuing to work at a place until you're at a point where you either make the decision to leave or someone makes the decision for you to leave. So when you're looking at step back culture, it's about understanding and where you are as a person, stepping back and calibrating and looking at the future and deciding, okay, this is not working for me, but now I'm going to step into a different role. So I'm not suggesting that, you know, unless you're at a place where you want to retire early or you are in a financial position where you can just decide not to work, that you look at this from a place of agency and you look at it a place of, this is a decision I want to make for my life. Because if I continue where I am, you know, I'm not going to see the financial benefits that I'd like to see most likely. I'm going to lose out on my family time and the things that are most important to me. My mental health is going to suffer based on, um, I guess, the stress it puts on your body as well as the financial psychology that happens in, in, in your mind when you continually put yourself under pressure. So it's really all of those things combined. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there may be people thinking, you know, is this something that I should be considering? Is this something that I could do? Is it an opportunity for everyone? Well, if it is something you're considering, it's important to know there are financial implications. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Weekdays on VOCM. It's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Robin Thompson. She's a certified financial planner, chartered investment manager, and she's a fellow of the Canadian Securities Institute. She's also the founder and president of Castlemark Wealth Management. So on today's show, we're talking about the step back culture. It's a growing trend here in Canada. More workers and more often women are opting out. They're stepping away from the conventional workforce and recalibrating, trying something new, sometimes because it gives them a better work-life balance, sometimes because it gives them greater joy and less workplace stress. As inspiring as it sounds, if it's something you're considering, it is important to know there are risks. And a big one is your financial well-being, of course. So stepping back or opting out can come with a cost. So Robin, let's talk about the financial implications because, you know, those inspiring articles that we're reading about, people are doing it. Well, can they afford to do it, right? I guess that's the big question. So is opting out something the average person can really pull off? 
And that's, that's a great question. So I think, you know, uh, where I'd like to start in this conversation is really sort of take a look at some examples of a couple of people or a couple of, of women in specific that have made the decision to step back. And these are people that have worked their pretty much their entire careers to get to where they are. And one of them is Cheryl Sandberg, and she stepped back as the chief operating officer for Meta. And she did that as a decision to focus on charity work. So clearly, Cheryl Sandberg made a conscious decision to step back, make sure that she had her finances in order before she stepped off to make a decision to do that. Uh, another really great example is Jacinda Arden. And she became the world's youngest serving female leader in New Zealand. And she went on to make history as the second woman to give birth while holding elected office. And after two terms in office, Nancy, she stepped down. And when she stepped down, she said to New Zealanders that she hopes she leaves them with the belief that they can be kind and strong, empathetic but decisive, optimistic but focused, and that they can be their own kind of leader, one that knows when it's time to go. And Arden went on to say that she had no future plans to, other than to spend time with her with her family and her young children. And I think that that conversation of, you know, know when it's time to go is very important. But like you said, you know, right off the top of the segment is that you need to make sure as a person, you can continue to survive and live. You have to continue to keep the lights on, pay your rent, pay your mortgage, keep food on the table. So when it comes to making these types of decisions, whether you are someone who is a high profile woman, you've taken a decision to step back, look at your finances before you've taken this leap. So if you're in a position where you're stepping back and you're looking to have a family life versus going back into the workforce, how do you look at your finances within your household? You know, is there a way for you to leverage um, one income within that household for a period of time so you can stay home and raise your children if that's what you're looking to do? Can you take a year off to be able to go back to school or retool for the new career that you're looking to achieve? So this is, again, looking at, you know, what are our current financial, what is the current financial situation of our household, and what do we need to do in advance of stepping back in order to opt into something different? I, by no means, am recommending that you decide to leave your job um, and step back from something if you haven't prepared financially to do so, because that can have a devastating impact on your finances, not just now, but into the future. So an average person can pull off the step-back culture and opt-in, provided they do the financial steps necessary in order to protect themselves so they have number one the ability to continue to manage their finances appropriately and then number two they have the mental well-being to know that they are okay to step back and create this new space and place for their life no it's so important right i mean we've heard for years you know you should never leave a job but i think the new thing is if you're looking at stepping back you should never leave a job without a backup plan or really understanding what the future will look like and what it can look like so what advice do you have for our listeners around that and I guess how important is a financial plan at that point a financial plan is important at any point I mean if you are someone who does not have a financial plan in place this is a document that guides your life and it starts with the end in mind so when you're figuring out your finances and your financial plan this is a document that tells you this is how much money you need to have in savings whether it's three to six months of emergency savings that might be enough for you 
if you are looking to perhaps leave one job and move into a job that you have similar um, ability for or similar credentials, it may only take you three to six months to transition into a new job. If you are looking to start your own business, it could take you up to a year before you start to see new revenue coming into your household. It may take you longer. So it's about first understanding from your financial plan, what is the income needs that you need within your household to keep your and to keep your lights on and keep your life moving forward. And then it's about looking at the different places and spaces you have money. So what does your tax-free savings account look like? What does your RSP look like? What do your pension plans look like? What are the different assets that you have in your life that, number one, maybe you can look to change into an income-producing asset for a period of time? So in some cases, we'll see clients that want to make a career change. They've done well in investments. But instead of looking at their investments from a growth perspective, they'll look at them and say, okay, how do I generate income for the next six months to 12 months off of my investments so I can live? And then once I've launched my next career, I can then go ahead and recalibrate my investments back towards um, essentially looking towards growth. Yeah, Robin, and, you know, I do agree with that. And it's, you know, it's always your point around a financial plan. It's always so important that we're looking at our financial plan and getting the right advice. But I think when you're making a life-changing decision like this, it becomes even more important, right? And, and uh, you need to know where you stand. And I think one of the questions that people have or would have is, is there a certain amount of money or savings that I should have in place before I make the decision to step back? So you need to decide what does the step back look like for you. Are you moving to a career that's similar to the one that you have now? And is it more of a three to six month transitionary period? In that case, you'll want to have at least three to six months worth of income to be able to support your lifestyle. If you are looking to make a larger change, which is perhaps maybe to start a new business or start in a new career altogether, is that going to take retraining? Is it going to take a significant amount of time to ramp up? In those cases, you may be looking at a year. So looking to understand how much income you're going to need over a period of time for specific roles. Um, You can certainly go onto different job boards and see what is the availability for positions in the marketplace for what you're looking to do. Speak to other people within your network or start networking with people that are in similar businesses that you may want to start or that have started their own businesses. How long did it take for them to be up and running? What sort of capital expenses does it take to be able to jump into into their new roles? So it's about doing some research around how much it is that you think you're going to need and then planning in advance for that and understanding, you know, this isn't, it's not intended to bankrupt you or to put you in a place of negative financial position for a long period of time. It may mean that you have to take a pause on some of the aggressive savings if you're, if you're a big saver. It may mean that you need to take a sort of step back in your lifestyle expenses in order to start this new path that you're going on. But it really is getting that clear understanding of how much do I need? How much time can I allocate towards this? What are our family resources and that's starting to put all of those pieces together. Oh, absolutely. And again, it's not a one size fits all, right? Which is the same in any sort of financial planning or, you know, I tell my clients when they come in, when they talk about, um, you know, the plan, the debt solution plan that their friend had. And so, well, it may not look the same for you, right? Because everyone's situation is different and, and it's about getting the right advice to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. So we have about a minute before we need to go to break, Robin, but just quickly, one of the things that comes to mind as people are making these decisions would for me would be what about like health and pension benefits like what sort of considerations should that be 
this should be at the top of your list when you're looking at stepping back from your role. If you are in a position where you have a defined benefit pension plan, which means you have a pension plan that's paying you a guaranteed income for the rest of your life, you know, and that is something that you have worked towards what does that mean if you step back? What are the financial implications of that? What are the financial implications if you leave a firm and you have stock options that were perhaps vesting or you're part of an employee profit sharing program? What about your health benefits? Will you know what will you do for your health benefits if you do decide to step back and move into a different career? So understanding also what you're stepping back from before you're opting into something else is very important because these decisions that you make now will have a significant impact on your financial life, not just now, but into the future. So it's very important to understand what am I giving up here exactly from a monetary perspective? And then on the flip side, you know, what is the opportunity I'm stepping into and what does that look like? But it's being very clear on those decisions. Yeah, and, and getting the advice to make sure you understand the decisions that you're making is important. So there's no doubt, Robin. Absolutely, right? And, and you wouldn't um, make huge legal decisions without consulting a lawyer. So, you know, when you're making huge financial decisions, it's important to get the right advice. And there's no doubt, I think, Robin, that stepping back or, or opting out is going to be a huge lifestyle change for most. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada, right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Robin Thompson. She's a certified financial planner, chartered investment manager, fellow of the Canadian Security Institute, and founder and president of Castlemark Wealth Management. So, Robin, since the pandemic, there's been a large shift in people looking to step back from the regular nine-to-five jobs in order to step up in other aspects of their lives. And as we've been hearing, some big names are opting to do it. And so far, it seems primarily women making this choice. But there's no doubt that this stepping back or opting out culture will mean a huge lifestyle change. So let's talk about that. What advice do you have for listeners on how they can better manage or adjust to this change, especially when it comes to their finances? Because obviously, opting out will mean a change in income, right? And therefore, lifestyle. Absolutely. I think that whenever you're looking at making a decision when it, when it relates to your finances, it's about understanding, you know, what what is the intention of the stepping back? And in some cases, people are stepping back because they want to spend more time working on other projects that are not ones that may be as financially lucrative as, as the positions that they are leaving um, because they're leaving for different reasons or even perhaps to stay home and raise children for, for a certain period of time or to help or take care of an aging parent. So it's really about understanding what is the intention for the step back. And if that's the case, it's about weighing what it looks like relative to what you're giving up. So absolutely, there will be a change in, in, in finances as it relates to, to stepping back out of, out of employment. But perhaps you will be gaining on another, on, on another side. So this will be based in purpose or fulfillment or spending time on the things that you really love or really want to be doing in your life. But there's no question if it is a financial decision that you're stepping back from and you are going to see an impact in your, in your budget and in, in your financial life, you need to prepare yourself in advance for that. So what are you willing to give up in order to gain? You know, what are you willing to, you know, sacrifice or to retool as a spending habit or as something that is a discretionary item within your budget in order to have your life or your purpose fulfilled going into the future? And reminding that, that this isn't always the case of stepping back forever. It's a conversation of stepping back for now or for different periods 
periods of time or retooling. So making the decision to do this is going to have those financial financial implications. It's about looking at that and understanding what am I willing to give up now for my future self. It's similar to when you're saving for when you're saving for retirement or you're saving for a big purchase. You know what are you willing to forego now so that your future self shows up in a way that supports you down the road. And, and it could be very well that your future career or your future, um, you know, role will pay significantly more than what you're currently making now. So it could be could be a step back or it could be the the reverse of that, which is stepping into a role where you're not as lucrative. So if that's the case, what does your current financial situation look like? You know, where is the different place that you can draw additional income from? This could come from in your investment portfolio. It comes from um, investments off of if you have perhaps real estate investment properties, rental income. So how can you augment your lifestyle expenses with perhaps other streams of income? Yeah, it, and it all comes down to the planning, right, that we were talking about before, making those conscious choices. So it's it's similar, I guess, if you're deciding that you're planning for retirement and, and trying to figure out, you know, what income you're going to need for retirement. And it's different for everyone, because if you're someone who wants to spend retirement traveling, you're going to need more money put away than someone who wants to spend their retirement gardening, right? So it's, it is going to be different for everyone, but making the, the conscious plan and making sure that you're you're planning for the lifestyle that you want is what's going to be important so would you recommend listeners prepare financially before making the decision to step back and if so what should or could they be doing now in order to prepare for that so they're ready to make that decision absolutely they need to prepare in advance this is one of those decisions that you are going to make um, again this is not a burnout conversation it's not a I am now burnt out tired and exhausted and I, and I can't work another day in my job this is the intentional decision to say this may take me a year before I can step back from my current role this may take six months whatever that looks like it's about putting the numbers to paper and people often think about the word budget you know it's that that word you say it and people kind of quiver um, but a budget actually gives you the freedom to be able to make powerful decisions in your life when it comes to your finances. It is the document that guides how much money you have coming in, how much money you need to, you need to, you need to be spending in, in order to, to maintain your lifestyle expenses. So again, having a real clear understanding of what does that look like? And is there, again, other ways that you can take money from in order to support yourself? So absolutely, you need to have a clear understanding of what that looks like. Budget in advance. Start to do that now. If you are looking to step back or do a different role, this is where you need to do your research. I mean, the, you have to do the work on yourself. You have to do the research. You have to put the time in. You have to have a clear understanding of the direction that you're going and the sacrifices that you're willing to make when it comes to, to, to your finances. And again, we're also in an environment that's been very difficult from, you know, obviously from an economic standpoint, between interest rates, inflation, you know, obviously last year we had, you know, the markets were, were in a difficult place. We're continuing to see the markets volatile, as I think we will continue to see, especially with the looming recession. So we are in a period of, of, of a lot of financial movement and a lot of financial change. So before you make a significant change to your life and to your finances you need to be prepared in advance and this is about doing the work on yourself no absolutely and it's i talk about this with my clients too right around budgeting or um you know cash flow plan or spending plan or however they want to look at it because some people don't like the word budget <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes. it's about looking at what are those needs versus those wants and will those needs change right in your new stepping back life or opting out life versus what you have today and really looking at that unconscious spending too wouldn't you say 
I think that when you when you're looking at spending, and and again, I think I'm I'm guilty of this. You know, it's you know sometimes you're, you spend because it makes you feel good, or you feel like you deserve a reward, or you have things within your budget or in your lifestyle expenses that are there that you don't even know that they're there. They could be again reoccurring subscriptions on on on, on different apps that you have. They could be you know spending money on entertainment that you may not be realized is adding up to be so much. Sometimes it's about just sitting down and taking a look at your bank statements and doing an audit of where's my money actually going. And when you look back at it and you have that 365 degree view or 360 degree view and you look at it and you say, wow, well, I don't need to be doing any of these things because these things actually don't provide me a significant amount of joy, really. I can do without them. And instead, I can allocate this money to different places. So stepping back in this conversation is about stepping back and looking at what does my entire financial life look like? What is my income? What are my assets? What are my debts and liabilities? You know, where am I spending my money and where is it going? And then you can start to make the decisions around how to allocate money differently. And, and if you are going to be required or you're requiring in order to take a bit of money out of your investments, perhaps in order to support yourself through this period of time, um, then it's about, you know, is it coming from a tax-free savings account? Are you taking money out of your RSP for your, for the lifelong, for the essential for the education and program for lifelong learning through RSP. So where can you access help? Where can you access funds? How can you manage your finances in a way that supports you in a step back way to help you propel you into the future? Yeah, it really is about conscious choices, right? Around about what you want your life to be going forward and how you can make that happen. When you think about it, right, as we progress in our careers and, and normally, you know, your income is increasing as you're going through your career and going through life and there's this thing that happens called lifestyle inflation creep right like our lifestyle uh, as we're making more money we tend to be spending more money on things so making those choices around okay what do I need as I go forward right that's really what it's coming down to is realizing what really matters would you agree I, absolutely. I think that it's about asking yourself that question. And I don't think sometimes, Nancy, that we give ourselves enough permission to ask that question. You know, what do I really want to be doing? What drives my purpose? And how do I want to show up in the world? Not just how do I want to get by every day? How do I, how do I save for retirement? You know, how can I, how can I retire early? And, and those things are obviously maybe very important to some people. But I think more so, as we talked about through this entire interview today, it's about how do I want to show up? What is my purpose? And can I have my purpose and my contribution to the world be in a place that also provides me the financial security for myself and my family? Yeah, and it's so true. It, it really is about making those choices and, and having that dis, like discussion with yourself, right? Like really thinking about, okay, what is important to me? You know, what do I need? And, and I don't think we do that often enough. We often think about what do others need, right? And how can we take care of the other people, family and friends around us? But not so often do we allow ourselves to, to go there when it comes to us. So it is very important. Well, Robin, as we talked about at the top of the show, the setback culture we're seeing is about focusing more on work-life balance, finding a position that brings more fulfillment and less stress. So Robin's going to share her thoughts on finding a new career path when we come back. Please stay with us. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM.
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Robin Thompson. She's a Certified Financial Planner, Chartered Investment Manager, Fellow of the Canadian Securities Institute, and Founder and President of Castlemark Wealth Management. So we've been talking about the step-back culture, and it's really started to take place in a big way since the pandemic. The change in attitudes so many are experiencing when it comes to work. So when many Canadian workers are looking for more work-life balance, a job that is more fulfilling and less stressful. Robin, you've given our listeners lots of great advice when it comes to safeguarding their finances and preparing financially when it comes to stepping back. But it's important to point out, I think, that for some, stepping back doesn't necessarily mean leaving the workforce altogether, right? Many are opting to step back in search of a new career path because they are looking for fulfillment or perhaps less stress in their work life. So you recommend finding purposeful incentives, a job that will provide you with benefits that align with your values so you won't dread going to work or miss out on any career advancements in the long run. After all, they say, if you love your job, you never have to work a day in your life. And, you know, that's something that I definitely try to live by. In fact, I did an opening address for a conference yesterday. And that's one of the things I said is that, you know, enjoying life uh, means enjoying your work because you spend so much time at work that uh, it's so important that you enjoy what you're doing. So let's talk about this a little bit more. And, and why do you think it's so important? I think that when we have the conversation around how you show up in your space and in the world, it's really about, you know, what is the purpose that you are looking to fulfill? And when you have the, the statement that you just made around, you know, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. I think that we hear that quite often in, in media. And I think we've heard it, most people have probably heard it a few times throughout their life. And I think it's one of those comments or statements that we just kind of listen to and think like, yeah, that's for the other person. I can't possibly do that. It's, not, it's not a possibility for me it's not within my financial well-being because I think that we get stuck in a place where we feel like we may have gone to school for a long period of time we've been in our careers for a long period of time we may be approaching retirement or 10 or 15 years and feel like well it's too late to start over now it's too too late to start a different career and to, and, and to go on into a different path and I think it's about having that ability to be able to say you know if you close your eyes at night and you have you know and you you know just sort of take a and think about it for a second. You know, what do you look like if you if you were to plan your perfect day, Nancy? You were to plan your perfect day. What does that look like? Does it look like starting yoga in the morning? Does it look like going to Pilates or going for a walk with your dog or or, or making breakfast for your children? You know, what does that look like? And then, are you going into a freelance job? Are you going into two different jobs where you are on contract versus a full time employee? You know, do you want to structure yourself in a way where you have the freedom to do that. Perhaps you are the opposite of that and you like the structure of going into an office and working nine to five and having the collaboration of other people in your workspace. We live in a community of people. We don't live by ourselves. We live in contribution. We live in service of other people with other people. So I think it's about understanding, first of all, how do you fit within that conversation? And if it is about going back into the 
the workforce and being in a position where you are, are more structured, then what does that look like from a monetary perspective? What are the people or other uh, candidates that are in these roles? What are they making? And then looking at that relative, again, to what you're making now and understanding how you can have both purpose and wealth. And understanding that wealth, it's not just numbers in the bank account. Wealth is the ability to be able to live and show up in your best life the way that your best life looks and feels to you. Um, and then it's also about, again, looking at the conversation of what can I negotiate? What are my key attributes or my key um, you know, differences that I can provide to these roles that I can create? We're seeing a lot of people create roles from nothing and having conversations around, this is the value I bring. These are the skills that I have. This is what I can do for the organization. And this is where I want to be. This is how I want to be rewarded. And I think that that's a very important conversation. And, and that is purposeful, you know, down to the core. But it does need to, you do need to make sure that you are not ignoring the financial implications of the decisions and you are planning for your life in the future, but starting with the numbers you're looking at today. It's so important to really asking those questions, right? Asking yourself, you know, what is important, right? We've been talking about that now in the last couple of segments in a bunch of different areas, right? When it comes to the step back culture, but purposeful incentive is another one where you need to be asking yourself those questions. So it sounds to me like in everything that we've been talking about, Rob, when you take everything that we've discussed today into consideration, is this step back culture we're seeing really about creating your own definition of success? Yes, it's about understanding what success means to you. And it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Success could be you know, staying home and it could be working on its project. It could be traveling, you know, taking a sabbatical for a year and traveling around the world and, you know, going and, and visiting gorillas and going on safaris. It could be spending, you know, uh, time volunteering at your children's school. So what is success? And success can be the ability to make your own calls. It can be the ability to say, no, I don't want to work 60 hours a week in a corporate job that I don't love. Success to me looks like this. And, and, and looking at what that is, it's also understanding what the financial implications of what, of what that would be. Um, success obviously is, is a very emotional decision, but money is a very emotional decision for people. And the psychology of money and how money represents or shows up in people's lives is very important. A lot of people have their definition of themselves built around perhaps how much money they make or their status or their position or their titles. And that can be very real for some people. Um, and if that's the case, then they need to make sure that they identify that, that that is part of the decision that they need to look at as they move forward and realize that it doesn't have to be all or none. Our lives have changed, Nancy, as we talked throughout this, this interview today, is that the world is a different place. And if you can be clear and articulate who you are, what you want, the skills and the value that you provide, then you are going to be um, steps and miles ahead of everyone else because we don't get paid for time. We get paid for value. So what is your value? No, absolutely. And I think it comes down to like advocating for yourself, right? Recognizing what you're bringing to the table, what's important to you. And, and to your point, like what is your definition of success? Well, Robin, it's been really great talking with you today. I think this is a super interesting uh, topic for so many out there who may be considering this right now. Like, is it time for me to make a change? Whether that's, you know, moving into, 
uh, retirement earlier than anticipated or just changing careers or, or staying in the same field, but changing roles because you do want to have less stress and, and more balance in your life than maybe you're getting right now. So much to consider, but we do have some time now for some final thoughts. So if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? You need to do the work on yourself. That's what I would say. I think that it's not just a conversation around uh, finances, but it's also a conversation around how you want to um, to move forward in your life. And the decisions that you make now, if you are looking to step back, are going to have a significant um, impact on your future life and what that looks like from an income perspective as well as a purpose perspective. So my advice would be is to step back. If you are in a position where you are overwhelmed with your work, you are overwhelmed in your life, give yourself a solid beat. Give yourself some time to step back and look at your life and kind of map it out. I tend to do a lot with post-it notes and I do a lot on vision board and I do a lot of just, you know, I have my best ideas, you know, when I think about my life and where I'm going, you know, walking around my neighborhood. Fortunately, I get to live right close to some really nice, beautiful trails. So find a place where you feel at peace. Find a place where you can go inward and make decisions from a place of calm. You know, making a decision from a place of anxiety or from um, the feeling that you need and you need and you need and you need is a dangerous place to be because you want to be intentional in your conversation around how you move forward in this next decision. So you need to take a minute. You need to look at the research around the career or, or the different financial implications of leaving your position. Look at the potential income that's coming from a new potential job or a new potential business. Understand what that means to your family life, your work life, your self-care. And then sort of put that all together and then start to distill it. And don't put so much pressure on yourself to feel like you need to have an answer right away. But in order for you to create change, hearing this conversation we've had today, Nancy, isn't enough. You know, listening to a conversation is important. Sparking an idea is important. But it really takes place when you put action around the idea. So have it be a rough board. Have it be a rough circle. And then start, you know, you know, putting into that circle all of those things that are important. And from that, you can funnel out what it is that you need to do from a financial place. And, and maybe you do need to consult with a spouse. Maybe you do need to speak with your financial planner or your certified financial advisor, or you need to speak to your licensed insolvent trustee. So look at the places for help, first of all. So once you have an idea for yourself, then go to your professionals. Where are you? What are the what are the decisions you need to make? What is the advice you can receive from your professionals and your advice and your world so you can make those strong decisions and then step forward with those professionals in your life as you as you chart this course going forward. But it's really going to come from doing that hard work on yourself, working on the numbers, working on yourself, and making the decision with agency stepping back intentionally and stepping forward with intention and forward movement to show up as that future self that you'd like to create. I I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Like I think, uh, like we talked about earlier, oftentimes we don't do enough work on ourselves, right? Or, Or do enough inward thinking about what we really want. We focus a lot on what's around us and the people that are around us. So I think it is so important to take that time. So Robin, if listeners wanted to reach out for some advice, wanted to, you know, read, read your blog, what's the best way for them to do this? 
There's a few different ways on social. It's Robin Thompson Money. Um, that would be on Instagram or Facebook. Um, LinkedIn would be under Robin Thompson. And then if you're looking to find me online, it's CalsonMarkWealth.com. There is a place where you can uh, essentially register for a complimentary conversation with myself where we can talk about your finances and we can decide, you know, if there's a place and space for us to work together. Um, but really, I'm out there. So if you Google me, you'll find me in some place, whether it be media or, again, on the, on the show with you or on my blog posts. Um, again, I am a huge proponent of the financial literacy. I believe that the, that the more information Canadians have about their finances, not just from the budgeting perspective, but from the psychology of money perspective, from the support perspective, you know, the more we can all collectively rise together. And that is really what I'm all about. Um, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm here to consult and have conversations. And again, a lot of really interesting information on my blog. I do post quite regularly. Um, so follow along. That's great. And thanks again for joining me today. And of course, for our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. I always want to hear from you. So if you have a comment or question or topic you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoneyatvideo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoneyatvideo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, License Insolvent. Trustees on your VOCM.